0: If every woman were like me, the human race would die out quickly. For generations, the human condition has been propagated by females with biological clocks. It starts with girls playing mom using baby dolls. I imagine that the very first dolls were fashioned from twigs and leaves. Those gave way to carved wood, then cloth and yarn, and then plastic. There were some real winners in the doll department in the 70s and 80s. The 1974 doll, Baby That Away, crawled across the floor when you pumped her full of batteries. Then, in 1977, Baby This and That came into the world. Despite the fact that she did not need batteries, she was able to open and close her mouth, suck water through a straw, hold a crayon, and move her arm back and forth. All you had to do was squeeze her toes. Weird. Then there were the dolls who talked. They were the creepy predecessors of the Chucky character in the 80s horror movie Child's Play. And who could forget the Cabbage Patch dolls? Those things were so ugly. If every girl had my sensibilities, the human race would die out quickly. Toy companies were smart to tap into the maternal instincts of young girls. They knew that this kind of play was, for most, a dress rehearsal for the real deal. My parents tell me that I had a favorite baby doll that I brought with me on my first trip to Mumbai, India to visit our extended family. I was about a year and a half. One day we went to the beach near my grandfather's house. My dad was carrying me and I was looking over his shoulder. I had never seen the ocean up close. When the waves began to encircle my dad's ankles, I threw my doll down. The foamy tide lapped her up, passed her on into the harbor, and delivered her to the Arabian Sea. Apparently, I was not the least bit upset. In fact, I matter-of-factly said in Marathi, my family language, which translates to She's gone. It's lucky that therapy was not really a thing back then. A shrink would have diagnosed me with pathological tendencies. But I really don't think I wanted to see the doll suffer. I was just curious about how the ocean behaved. So I chose to experiment with an inert test subject. Or perhaps I knew on some level that I would never need the practice that one gets from mothering a doll. If every girl were so dispassionate, the human race would die out quickly. Attracting a mate has never been one of my goals. I was late to the party when it came to presenting myself as attractive my college friends convinced me to adopt what I deemed was the shallow practice of wearing contact lenses instead of glasses, getting haircuts, and putting on lipstick. Slowly though, I did embrace the notion that transforming myself from nerdy Indian goody two-shoes girl into beautiful woman was not an act of sluttiness, but rather, independence. However, being pretty was not part of a larger goal. I knew my story was supposed to end with marriage and kids, but all that was still just the stuff of fairy tales. And even when I did get married, it was because I happened to meet a man who seemed like a life partner. I did not view him as a mate in the biological sense of the term. That is, I did not think to myself, finally, here is the man I will breed with. It turns out that he and I were on the same page. We waited for a long time for some hint of parental instinct to kick in. People said it would. It did for them, but not for us. We never felt an urge to bring a child into this world. We knew what it took to be good parents and we didn't want to invest the time and energy. We had our own things going on careers, hobbies, social lives that we did not want to slow down at all. If every couple were like us, the human race would die out quickly. We had a lot of explaining to do. My husband tried to convince his mom that the ability to be a good dad was not the reason to become one. My mom was worried that I would regret our decision not to have kids. My reminding her that I had not regretted any of my other decisions did not appease her. At one point, my mother even asked me if my reluctance to have kids came from some dissatisfaction with my relationship with her. It was sad to think that she felt responsible in some way. Were we offending our parents by not becoming parents ourselves? Were we sending the message that the main thing they did for us was uncool or distasteful? Was choosing not to have kids the biggest insult we could throw at our parents? Were all of their concerns regarding our decision not to have kids coming from a place of hurt? If so, then my mom was right. I do regret my decision not to have kids because it made her believe that I do not value motherhood. I can certainly understand why our mothers feel hurt. We broke the circle of life with our independent thoughts and preferences. Thankfully, my husband's sister has kids and my younger brother and his wife plan to have children. So our siblings have helped to soften the blow of our decision. I still don't want kids. I don't miss them at all. I'm happy with my life the way it is. But to the extent that having kids would have been a symbol of respect toward my mother, I do feel a little guilty. All I can do at this point is to help ensure the survival of other people's kids. My husband and I are both educators. We make it possible for other people's children to get jobs, pay bills, and eventually support their own kids. Maybe if we keep trying, the human race will not die out too quickly.